Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. If you have ever studied end times prophecies of the Bible, you know that the world will need to come together as one at that time. Now, there will have to be a de-emphasis on nationalism and individual countries and an emphasis on globalism and everyone coming together for the common good of all. Now, let me state right now, I am not saying that the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab is the Antichrist or anything like that. But the but as the Bible says, we can start to see what the seasons are in how the world comes together in this way. Now, from a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes this article here. It says, World Economic Forum Chair Klaus Schwab told elected officials and corporate leaders gathered at the organization's annual conference in Davos, Switzerland, on Tuesday that the world's pre- uh, present economic and geographical or geopolitical changes are opportunities for transformation. That's kind of interesting. The organization is a leading proponent of stakeholder capitalism. It's, a, it's an economic philosophy in which executives consider the needs of communities and other parties in addition to shareholders, as well as increased corporate, uh, cooperation between public and private actors uh, to chart the, d- the direction of mankind. Quote, we are confronted with unprecedented and multiple challenges. First, our global ec- economy is undergoing deep transformation. This is Schwab, and he's, he's, as he said uh, during the opening address. He said, quote, energy transition, the consequences of COVID, the reshaping of supply chains are all serving as uh, a, a catalytic force for the economic transformation, unquote. Now, he is, uh, he, he said large corporations and social media companies are now among the messy patchwork, as he called them, of superpowers, emerging powers, and rogue states all competing uh increasingly for power and influence. Now, the German economist uh, added that the world is marked by increased fragmentation and confrontation. Now, Schwab, who has has led the controversial organization for decades, uh, garnered worldwide notoriety for suggesting that the lockdown-induced recession presents an opportunity for elites to craft a great reset of the planet's economy and social systems. Now, he re- repeats many of the, the tenets of, of the plan during his speech here. And he said, quote, the spirit of Davos is positive and constructive. It means investing into a greener and therefore more sustainable economy, uh, investing into a more cohesive uh, society by providing everyone with the appropriate skills and opportunities, investing in the hard and soft infrastructure that modern societies require. He said, through collective responsibility, innovation, and human goodwill and ingenuity, we have the capability to turn such challenges into opportunities. Now, prominent speakers who addressed the conference on Tuesday included Ukrainian's First Lady, the European, uh, European uh, Commission President, 
um, special president envoy for climate change, John Kerry, uh, Governor Brian Kemp, uh, Senator Joe Manchin, Senator Christine Cinnamon, uh, Cinema, I'm sorry, Cinema, Senator Chris Coons, um, and many different CEOs, including uh, Hewlett Packard's Enterprises CEO, Antonio Neri, and a few members of, of the House of Representatives, including Representative Maria Salazar and Representative Daryl Issa. Uh, now, several uh, officials from the Biden administration, which has partnered with the World Economic Forum through the First Movers Coalition, uh, which is a, a, pro, it's a public-private partnership to uh, commercialize clean technologies through advanced purchases uh, commitments, are representing the United States there. But not all world leaders are being sucked into this. Klaus Schwab, the chairman of the World uh, uh, Economic Forum, preached on Monday at the WEF summit about the uh, attempt to master the future. And that's what he said. Those were his words. Schwab, the, the world's leading prominent, um, uh, he, he's, he's a proponent of the, the stakeholder capitalism movement, made his remarks while at an awards ceremony for cultural leaders who have worked to promote things like climate change. Quote, we couldn't meet at any more challenging time, he declared. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think you have to, uh, you have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, businesses, civil uh, societies, young generation, and I could go on. I think uh, is a first step to meet all the challenges, unquote. Now, Elon Musk <laughs> lacerated Schwab and, and his cohorts, tweeting, Master the future doesn't sound ominous at all. <laughs> How is WEF Davos even a thing? Are they trying to be the boss of the earth? <laughs> I, I do like Elon Musk and how he comes off on some of these issues. And he also blasted the environmental, social, and cooperative uh, corporate governance uh, movement, also known as the ESG, on social media in response to the, the World Economic Forum's advancing the, the, the ideology. And we've, we've spoken about ESG here on this um, podcast and will continue to do so. Uh, independent journalist Michael Stellenberger, uh, he posted a thread about the World Economic Forum's um, secretive finances on Sunday when he mentioned that the controversial organization uh, utilizes ESG criteria. And Musk commented that uh, on that by saying the S in ESG stands for satanic. <laughs> like I say, he has, he has a way with words sometimes. Now, business leaders committed uh, to the ESG movement vow to uh, pursue green energy initiatives, establish diversity quotas for man- managerial staff, and uh, otherwise blend the maximization of profits with advancing the political and social agendas favored by leftists. ESG is a scam. Musk concluded, it, it has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors, and I could not agree more. Republican officials have contended that ESG rating, um, ratings present a salient threat to the ability of conservative-leaning governments 
to fundraise on the the bond market as uh, entities seeking access to capital markets see downgrades linked to cultural matters unrelated to uh, fiscal health. Uh, Beyond discouraging investments into the oil and gas sectors, ESG activists pushed stockholders for companies such as Walmart and Lowe's to consider uh, abortion-related proposals ahead of the Supreme Court's decision to overthrow Roe versus Wade. So what is the World Economic Forum, and why are these prominent leaders meeting in Davos? Well, the answer to that uh, is, 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 it's a little bit complicated, but let me get into it. In, in Genesis 11, 1 through 9, there is the story of the Tower of Babel. Now, in this account, we are told that the people of, of this area became very arrogant because of their technological advances, basically, namely brick-making, right? Um, and that they had tried to build a tower to heaven because they thought it was possible. They, they, were, they were that good. But then God had to remind them that they were not equal to him, and he did so in, in a very creative way. Now, Klaus Schwab, the founder and the chairman of the World Economic Forum, recently declared the mission of the WEF is to demonstrate entrepreneurship in the global public interest while upholding the highest standards of governance. Our activities are shaped by a unique institutional cultural culture founded on the stakeholder the- uh, theory, which asserts that the organization is accountable to all parts of society. Now, all of this sounds rather innocuous. The language reeks of corporate boardrooms and 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 uh, you know publicity flacks and things like this. All, all that's really missing here is the word synergy, right? But indeed, synergy is what Schwab pursues, along with the the elites in nearly every field. I mean, we ha- quote we have continuous partnerships with many governments around the world. Schwab bragged on con- on camera. Um, when, when, uh, then of course we have NGOs, we have trade unions, we have all those different parts, media, of course, and very important experts and scientists and, and academia, religious leaders, social entrepreneurs, and so forth. So, so what precisely are all of these elites gathered to achieve then? Well, they say that, that they want to build a better world. Well, All we, the citizens of the world, have to do is to hand them the unfettered power and then trust in their wisdom to change the the nature of the economy and the planet and really our lives. Schwab has been, since 1971, the, the, the advocate of what he terms stakeholder capitalism. Now, stakeholder capitalism is defined in the Davos Manifesto as a reorienting of the purpose of companies away from creating value for sta- shareholders, the actual owners of the company, of course, who, who's, you know, with they're the ones with, with skin in the game, and, and toward achieving goals on behalf of a broader universe. In other words, instead of CEOs and companies being accountable to their, their shareholders, they also include what they, they call stakeholders, which are employees uh, and, and customers and, 
and uh, suppliers, local communities, and and uh, society at large. Basically, the best way to think of this is that the the WEF teaches that companies are not to concentrate primarily on profits or, or capitalism, basically, right? But they are to prioritize the left's agenda to make the world a better place, <laughs> which is socialism, right? But but stakeholder interests require companies to engage in collaborative efforts with other companies and, and stakeholders to improve the state of the world. That's what they, those are their words. Now, this philosophy of corporate governance is entirely at odds with the dominant corporate model of the, of the past few decades, uh, shareholder capitalism. Now, the, the notion coined by Milton Friedman uh, stood in, uh, in direct opposition to what uh, he termed the social responsibilities of business. The, the businessmen believe that they are they are deferring free enterprise when they uh, declaim that the business is not concerned merely with with profit but also with promoting desirable social ends that business has a social conscience and takes seriously its responsibilities for providing employment eliminating discrimination avoiding pollution, and whatever else may be the, the catchwords of the, the contemporary crop of reformers. But in fact, they are, and would be if, if anybody really took them seriously, preaching pure, unadulterated socialism. I mean, that's what it, it really boils down to. Now, what precisely was the problem with preaching the, the social responsibility of business, though? Because making corporate executives responsible to come to, to some other set of priorities frees them from accountability entirely. I mean, shareholders aren't owed a duty by executives. The, the, the society cannot punish them for failing to perform their, their supposedly broad societal duty. The, the, the Freeman offers a, a, a warning here. Uh, if business executives say that their main goal is to be, you know, protecting stakeholders rather than stockholders, well, they will not be guided by social conscience for long. I mean, soon it will be the iron fist of government bureaucrats making the rules. But stakeholder capitalism advocates, uh, collusion and 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 regulatory uh, capture. There, there is a reason Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, once said that it was way past time we put an end to the era of shareholder capitalism. It's an absolute farce. And, and that's exactly what he said. For Biden and Schwab and their ilk, business must be reoriented to work hand in glove with governments and to build a brave new world, a world that leaves consumers and producers and citizens at the mercy of the controlling caste of elite power brokers. I mean, together, those power brokers will build the new Tower of Babel challenging the, the heavens themselves by changing the face of the earth. Now, to his credit, Schwab isn't hiding the ball. I mean, in, in, in June of 2020, in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis, Schwab penned a piece at the World Economic Forum's website titled, Now is the time for a great reset. To avoid global crisis, this is what Schwab wrote. The world must act 
jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of the societies and the, and the economies from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism and we must build entirely new foundations for our economic and our social systems. The level of cooperation and ambition this implies is unprecedented, but it is not some, uh, it is not some impossible dream. That's what he wrote. Now, Schwab stated that this, this would require stronger and more effective governments, as well as private sector engagement every step of the way. In his book, The Great Narrative, it came out in 2021, uh, written with uh, uh, Theory um, Malaret, Schwab suggests that we unite around a great narrative, quoting Johan Rockström, who, who uh, uh, joint, he was the joint director of the uh, Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research in Germany. He says, my focus is on defining a safe operating space for humanity on a stable and resilient planet. That's the grand narrative. We now, in the depths of the uh, anthro, uh, uh, present, uh, where, where humanity is the dominating force of change, must reconnect to the planet, must become stewards of the planet, and must re- uh, recognize that the planet has boundaries that are non-negotiable. The big new future for humanity is to be successful, equitable, and profitable. All the desirable attributes within the safe operating space of a stable planet. Okay, So practically, this means dispensing with metrics of global progress like gross domestic product, the GDP, right? Instead of, instead he says, we ought to measure what matters most, climate action, sustainability, inclusivity, global cooperation, health and well-being. In fact, he said, he says, Schwab, we should actively decrease GDP in the name of such priorities. Wow. We must even find we can live without a scenario quite happily. So he 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 he's looking at a decrease in the world economies, and he says we can be happy with that. And I might note here, Schwab is a multimillionaire, so so it's not going to affect him, right? The goals Schwab spells out uh, sound you know generous, but but are actually quite uh, malignant. We we can says Schwab cure inequality at the um, unfairness that underpins it. He doesn't mean that we we ought to press forward with free markets and property rights more broadly. I mean, that's the greatest uh, alleviators of poverty in, in human history. Instead, he means we ought to reorganize the global, econ- global economy in a centralized fashion. Every country ought to pursue a broader if not universal, you know, provision of of social assist, uh, assistance, plus a move toward enhanced protection from for workers in the form of mandatory benefits. That's what he said. That those are his words. This is inevitably meaning that governments 
will decide that it's it's in the best interest of society to rewrite some of the the rules of the game and and permanently increase their roles. This overall centralization program will be the the you know the the egg on by the, the the younger generation. That's that's what they're relying on, which is likely to be more radical uh, in its demands in in the refashioning of our societal contract. That's that's exactly what he's saying. Now, on the back of this crisis, a new con, uh, cooperative world will be built and run, and of course, by who? By the new Babylonians. In truth. There's nothing particularly new about the new Babylonians, and they're they're merely interna- internationalized. What used to be the the top down national economic policy in practice, Schwab and his ilks seek to an, an international version of what was originally called you know mercantilism, and when when economic fascism, uh, government cooperating with certain corporations to organize an economy uh, in, in preferred ways. Now, mercantilism is is a policy of centralized centralization of economic power uh, in the crown, particularly during the 15th through the 18th centuries, and in which nations focused on balance of trade as a sim- symptom of underlying economic health, resulting in protectionism and subsidization and colonization. Um, it closely followed the it closely followed the rise of nationalism after the the Middle Ages, as economist Patrick J. Welsh of uh, St. Louis University writes. He says, with the rise of nationalism in the aftermath of the imperial collapse of World War One, similar dynamics quickly arose. As Welsh says, what is unique to mercantilism is fascism. is is the extent to which the state is seen as properly going. Uh, in carrying out these roles in largely private um, enterprise uh, env- environments. Now, even in the United States, sh- such policies have long um, had uh, inglorious history. I mean, FDR's policy verged on economic fascism, which is why you know uh, Benito Mussolini praised FDR's book, Looking Forward, by writing... Um, uh, the the rem- reminiscent of fascism is the principle that the state no longer leaves the economy to its own devices, unquote. Now, fast forward some 70 years. Barack Obama, he echoed this sort of rhetoric when he ran for president in 2008, seeking the label of patriotic companies that followed his preferred recommendations, Right. You were patriotic if you did what he wanted you to do. Joe Biden's Build Back Better program relies on the same hackney group of counterproductive policies. And he labels oil companies that don't lower their, their prices unpatriotic, calls on social media companies to do his bidding in terms of, of restricting information flow and threatens financial institutions. There is nothing new about the idea of, of centralizing economic power in the hands of of a government elite and, and working hand in glove with, with cer- certain uh, corporate allies. What is new is the internationalization of that scheme. The, the world, Schwab acknowledges, is a big place. Nations agree on little, but they can agree on environmental uh, degradation and climate change, he says, because they are truly global and represent such a massive threat to us all. 
Once we have a, uh, we have agreement on environmental concerns, we will move on to the re, uh, restructuring of our social con, uh, connections. It's hard to comprehend how the move toward environmental stability and sustainability could take place without a um, conglomerate move toward social sustainability. Th- that's what he said. And this seems, you know, pie in the sky type thing. Uh, nations ha- have have broad disagreements on, on even environmental policy, which is why Schwab and company require corporations to lead the way, acting as a symbolic fashion with uh, left-wing governments and candidates. Now, corporations must be the, the chief tool toward building the new Tower of Babel. Uh, governments are, by nature, national, and corporations are transnational. So if, if corporations can be compelled to implement moral calls and, and value judgments in the name of environmental, social, and, and social governance, uh, governance, then you know they can be tools for change. And if corporations refuse to comply, well, they will be destroyed by employees, clients, and voters who will enforce change on them from the outside. Nations, all of whom seek to grab a piece of the corporate action, will supposedly agree on global rules and corporations that operate uh, transnationally. Corporations will essentially be granted global charters by international institutions to, to operate, so long as they promote goals of Klaus Schwab and company. Now, this is why massive investment companies like BlackRock uh, uh, use their enormous uh, holdings to promote ESG. Um, we, 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 we could get into that, and we've, we've gotten into that a little bit before, and I'm sure we will again. But stakeholder capitalism is not about politics. It's not about social and ideological agendas. It is not, it is not woke. It, it is capitalism driven by mutually beneficial relationships between you and the employees and the customers and the suppliers and the, and the communities and that, that your, your company relies on to prosper. This is the power of capitalism. It, it's, it's never been more essential for CEOs to have a, a consistent voice, a clear purpose, a coherent strategy, and, and long-term view. Your company's purpose is its North Star in, in this tumultuous um, environment. The stakeholders your company relies on to deliver profits to, to shareholders need to hear directly from you to be engaged and inspired by you. So he also hedges his bets, you know, with BlackRock and that type of thing, um, because he, he's he's quite loud when it comes to you know companies like Exxon and things like that, but is completely silent on companies like PetroChina and things like this. Now, now the the builders of the new Tower of Babel face two significant problems. First, the 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 measures they suggest will not work, and second, the, the divisions between human beings is far too significant to allow the tower to be built, even if they did. But, you know, that Schwab, Schwab quotes um, uh, Malaysian businessman, the founder of the Global Institute for Tomorrow, um, Chandra Nara, um, who, who speaks in, in shockingly abrupt terms about what will be necessary in order to construct the tower, right? He says, I think the idea that by 2050, 6 billion Asians can or should aspire to live like Europeans and Americans through the consumption resource intense model 
uh, is essentially a big lie. And therefore, we must refine the notion of how those people in a climate or carbon um, constrained world have access to basic rights. So, they, so he's wanting to limit their rights. I think that that's a uh, conundrum today. How do we deal with it? We can't deal with it through um, the, the pious statements and market in- instruments, but with uh, draconian rules. So they want a crackdown from all governments, which brings us uh, you know, to, to the fact that this is why so many of the new Babylonians have, have been so terrified by, um, by things like, like when Donald Trump got elected and Brexit and, 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 you know, all these different things that are happening in, in Hungary and Brazil and that type of stuff. I mean, they, they, they need to have this crackdown and they need to have it. Um, it, it, it is essential to what they want to do. Now, the, 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 the Midrash is, is a Jewish source of, of interpretation, which uh, relates that the Tower of Babel became so tall and so grand that it supposedly took a year to shuttle bricks from the bottom of the tower to the top. And people mourned when a brick fell and broke because a year of work had just been lost. But when somebody died, there was, there was no mourning. There, there, there were, um, there was always more people to fill the gaps. People were fodder, but bricks were invaluable. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that here. Davos and, and Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum is just one step in a number of steps that have to take place before the end of the church age. And the more successful they are at achieving their goals, though, the, the, the worse it will be for those that have to live through it. And now you may agree with this, and you may completely disagree with this. You, you think you know that this class uh, and 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 the World Economic Forum and all that are doing great. I would love to hear from you, and you can always do that at uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organite Communications.